Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, August 16th edition, brought to you by DraftBeast.com. And on it, go to our podcast page on Fightful.com, click any of those links, and you'll see the, the on it link in which you can click. Visit, check out their apparel, their equipment, their supplements. Support the Fightful.com podcast. I am joined by Jeff Hawkins of Shake Them Ropes. Jeff, you lost to Rob in the ratings last week. How do you feel? Well, you know, he gets quantity. You get quality. Well played. Thank you. Well played. <laughs> we, have, we have the Diaz versus McGregor of podcasting right here between Jeff Hawkins and Rob McCarron, Monday and Tuesday nights here at Fightful.com. You can catch them on Wednesdays. Shake them ropes. Highly recommended, y'all. We have SmackDown tonight. We have John Jones doing crazy. Well, not doing crazy stuff. Maybe crazy stuff happening to him. What did you think of the show overall, Jeff? You know what? It wasn't spectacular, but it was solid again. I, You know what? I would much rather, and I have a radio host that I listen to occasionally that says this, as opposed to having tens and twos in your life, you want solid sevens throughout. This is a solid seven to me. I think SmackDown has much more logical incremental booking than Raw does, which seems to just kind of want to throw things out there that make no sense from time to time. Pop a crowd, pop a quarter rating. This one, this show has a lot more care to it, in my opinion. And I thought they, you know what? It was, wasn't as hard to watch as Raw was, in my opinion. As we've said before, this show is much easier to digest than a mm-hmm. three-hour Raw. Mm-hmm. Much easier to digest. Also, I didn't get your thoughts on the, the TNA situation from last week. Billy Corgan taking over day-to-day operations from Dixie Carter. Uh, Dixie Carter apparently in term in play, or in charge of long-term planning, which has went spectacularly for her over the past, oh, 10 years or so, right? Mm. So what do you make of the moves? Do you think that any change will really happen? Well, 
I will glom off of Rob's opinion here a bit. Billy Corgan's run a wrestling federation before didn't really go that well. I don't know. You have a different head, but the same body. You still have. Would, all would you say you are providing some resistance to the idea that Billy <laughs> Corgan can run a pro wrestling company? I think he can run a program. I think he's just going to be relying on the same people Dixie was relying on. And I don't see much of a change there. I think their talent roster is pretty darn good. Um, especially with the guys who have gone in there and have a little bit of time on their hands to reassess what they did in the WWE. And and like Bobby Lashley here has been fantastic. Oh yeah. Matt Hardy has been fantastic. EC3 has been fantastic during these runs. Drew Galloway, all these guys that had to be reclamation projects after, after getting released and were kind of trying to find their way have found a voice. Now I don't have as much faith in the support staff. I mean, the head, the head, you know, sure. Dixie has her issues and whatnot, but you know what, if, if you, if you're getting the same battlefield advice from the same generals, you're not going to win the war. This makes me a little bit excited though, to see what maybe can happen to Damian Sandow, who was now Aaron Rex. We see the, as you mentioned, the reclamation projects in which TNA has, has capitalized on. Maybe he'll be another one of them. One that has been over virtually in everything that he's done. But yeah, I, I had commented a few months, or was that one of his last television appearances. He hadn't tanned. He hadn't worked out. He looked like he did not expect to ever be on TV again. He looked like he gave up. And uh, I, I hope that this lights another fire underneath him. I hope they can do something good, something special. I'm, I'm interested to see what will happen. I like the idea that Jeff Hardy is now broken as well and has yeah. joined Matt Hardy. They they found a way to take a really great heel and make them a really great face team. So I'm excited about that. Interested as well. We here's, had SmackDown tonight. Well, hold on. Here, here's, let, 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 me, let me put a button on this. My one concern is that they fall into the same trap that even tonight on SmackDown, they did a little bit with Dolph. In that breaking the fourth wall that the office decides who gets to be a star and who doesn't as opposed to wins and losses building you up. I think that was a mistake in the Aaron Rex promo. And I think it's a mistake a little bit in, in, to keep referring to it in the Dolph Ziegler program as well. Because I think Dolph did a great job here tonight. But uh, let's go into SmackDown. Yeah, before we get into SmackDown, I want to tell uh, our first-time listeners, uh, sign up for Fightful.com, absolutely free. No charge, no credit card, anything like that. You'll get uh, early access to our Vince Russo podcast, which drops Thursday afternoons. You have access to all three of Vince Russo's articles that he writes for us every week. Uh, Showdown Joe Ferraro does too. He's the 2009 uh, World MMA Awards Journalist of the Year nominee that we were able to nab. Pretty happy about that. I do a show with him on Wednesdays. Also, we're doing uh, live viewing parties on the site. God, from from this past Monday <laughs> all the way up until next Thursday between TNA, Ring of Honor, NXT, UFC, WWE, all kinds of stuff. We have tons of exclusives. If this is your first time at the website, go to our wrestling MMA sections, uh, click on that tab, go check out all the exclusives that we have as well. From Brandon Howard's uh, financial analysis, attendance analysis, uh, to backstage news, I had an interview with Chael Sonnen that's up now. We have our owner, Jimmy Van, who posts columns as well. Our Wikipedia true or false segment, always a lot of fun. And also, we are overhauling our forums this week. Those will be up soon. 
So yeah, I know that we had a lot of first-time viewers in our uh, SmackDown Live viewing party tonight. So yeah, check out the site. Hope you all enjoy it. We have a ton of great writers on the site. Monday nights, I do a post-Raw show with Rob McCarron of Shake Them Ropes. As you can tell, Tuesday nights, I'm with uh, Jeff Hawkins of Shake Them Ropes. And we have shows coming up for you Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday as well. My God, we have five what I would consider major wrestling shows this weekend and a UFC big show. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to be oh, on the yeah. picture, Phil? Oh, man. It's going to be crazy. Like, I looked at the schedule, and I realized that that NXT would be airing right around the time of the UFC prelims. So mm-hmm. Ryan Cook is going to cover NXT for us, I believe. Carlos Toro is covering UFC 202 for us, I believe. So I didn't want to have to watch one and not the other because I got to do a podcast right after UFC 202. So th- it's going to be slammed. And then Alex Palowski does SummerSlam on Sunday. Ryan is doing Ring of Honor on Friday. It's it's plus you know all the other updates. What there's an Evolve show this weekend too, right? Two Evolve shows, I believe. Two Evolve shows. Jesus Christ. A lot of stuff. Sign up for Fightful.com, you guys. Absolutely free. Support us. Mm-hmm. Us. Support us. SmackDown kicked off with the guy that it should have kicked off with, Heath Slater. <laughs> He's backstage. He brings Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon a fruit basket that he said he got from the farmer's market. As it turns off, he or as it turns out, he stole somebody's fruit basket that was meant uh, in condolence, which is pretty great. Randy Orton stealing Carlito's gimmick, takes a bite out of the apple after Heath Slater pleads for a job and says, I have an idea, which you knew where that was going. Mm. I love Heath Slater, Jeff. Heath Slater is a national treasure, and his comedic timing is possibly the best in wrestling right now. I I said it last night. I think he may be my favorite comedy character in the history of pro wrestling. He's reached that level. He's reached that level for he, me. He's up there for me, but he's I, I can't put him as my favorite. I, there's too many good ones. There's the Archibald Pecks of the world and, you know, Kay Manito and Toru Yano. I mean, but he's up there. He's top five. I, I, I don't like Yano. Not a fan. Not you a like fan. haste, my friend. Toru Yano is, is, is God's gift to New Japan. <laughs> Either way, we have Miz TV. Miz uh, says whoa about a million times. Crowd got into it. Dolph Ziggler's out there. Dean Ambrose is out there. They're trashing each other, saying that you know the other one won't get the job done. Dolph Ziggler talked about how D- Dean Ambrose is going to have to reach down, use every move in his arsenal, went on and on, and then out of nowhere hit a super kick. I liked this spot. I didn't necessarily like everything that led up to it. But that super kick was really out of nowhere. I really liked that. No, I like that. I like this Dolph Ziggler for the most part. I think when he gets into his angry routine, he gets a bit histrionic at times in terms of why would a guy stand there and watch this guy talk like that as opposed to just punching him. But I like the super kick. Um, at that point, why wouldn't the Miz punch him? Just Exactly. <laughs> but I like, I like this new born-again Dolph Ziggler, so to speak, and I hope – I tend to think they may actually think there may be something to this and may switch the belt at SummerSlam. I do, just because I think that that podcast performance by Dean Ambrose may have may have taken the shine off of him as long-term championship material. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in the match because I don't know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. That's what pro wrestling ultimately is about to me, unpredictability. If I can't predict something and I'm at least a little bit interested, there we go. You know, Maybe we've seen Dean and Dolph wrestle a million times. I can't really remember because if it happened, it happened on a bunch of meaningless Raws or SmackDowns. But th- this is at least interesting to me, even though it's not on that top level. Yeah, I I, I, I hope close. I hope that they let Dolph change his style a little bit to be a, bit, a little bit more vicious, as in trying to win rather than just doing the same old kind of show off type of gimmick. I, I'd like to see that in ring character change up just a little bit here. Apollo Cruz powerbomb the Miz during a break. Apparently, they are dead set to never give Apollo Cruz any character whatsoever. None. He's boring as hell, and that's a shame. Especially after his hot debut, they never let him talk. They never let him. You never give any character development. And this, I forgot this was a feud. I literally forgot this was going to be a match on SummerSlam. I'm embarrassed to say that about eight nine months ago, I thought this guy could be the Cena of the next seven or eight years. That that's at least right now it's not the case. But then again, John Cena didn't start off too hot in WWE either. I thought he was going to be the breakout star following Breaking Ground because they really did something with him. They made him look like a million bucks on there, and then they did nothing with him. They they did a lot with a lot of people on that show. Yeah. I, to be honest, Breaking Ground was one of my favorite shows on TV, period. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just a fantastic show. That was the best thing. I mean, Baron Corbin, you want to get a guy over, show him Breaking Ground. I love that. Yeah, and they followed, yeah. Up, they followed up with Baron Corbin on, on that at least. I mean, they at least played up the yeah. lone wolf gimmick and everything to that effect to its T and up and really gave him a strong debut at WrestleMania and have, have continued to make him strong as opposed to Apollo Crews who just is dying out there. We'll jump right into the Baron Corbin stuff. What do you think of these Heidenreich-esque segments <laughs> with Kalisto? Like, he's just finding this guy and... Do you, did you ever watch the Adventures of Pete and Pete on Nickelodeon? Occasionally, yeah. There was. Do you remember the episode where there was the the bully who was on the wrestling team and was cutting all the weight just to to wrestle? I think it was the the younger Pete, and he like pulled out his spleen and all kinds of stuff to make weight. This is this is Baron Corbin doing everything he can to stalk Kalisto and just kick his ass. I hope they don't have a match at SummerSlam. I'm okay with one-minute segments if it's Baron Corbin hunting Kalisto down like in a hayfield, at the supermarket, <laughs> at, at, at an ice machine, at the hotel, anywhere to uh, do this. Hey, and they can tie it in with WWE 2K17 because they're bringing back the, the backstage environments where you can beat the shit out of people do, do, do a Booker T grocery store type thing. Sure. Oh, I'm, I'm was, all about that. that. Was just the best. But, yeah. but you know what? I agree with you. I don't want this to be on SummerSlam. I want them to keep this going as a television storyline. I thought that th- this was kind of a calculated way to keep people invested in Baron Corbin while also, Hey, we got, we got too much talent top to bottom on SummerSlam right now. We're not going to have room for him. Kind of like Sami Zayn over on raw. Who knows? Maybe one day Kalisto will get his comeuppance and do like a good catering thing. There we go. Or a good promo. <laughs> That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. We are more likely to see the Baron Corbin attack in a hayfield than we are to see a good Kalisto promo. The Usos, American Alpha, and the Hype Bros versus Vod Villains, Ascension, and Brizongo. I like this. This was a lot of fun, especially the finish. American Alpha won. 
I'm waiting. I, I need an Usos heel turn. There are none of yeah. these other teams that I'm buying on American Alpha's level. Uh, not the High Bros, not the VOD villains, and that's WWE's fault. Definitely not the Ascension. Brizongo, like, they're entertaining to me, but you've got some rehabilitating to do of these guys yes. after how bad they were shit on as singles mm-hmm. guys. I love the match, though. I, I thought it was your usual tag team schmoz, but it was still very entertaining. Don't get me wrong. I think you're exactly right, and I've been saying that. Brizongo needs to get away from the comedy and become just the hardcore small guy tag team that does double team moves in order to compete with American Alpha because that would really do something for them. And then you can bring in and then you can have the Usos turn. And then that would be a fantastic couple of matches there. Do they keep their charm if they cut the comedy though, Brizongo? I you know what? I think we have so much comedy on WWE that that anytime you get people guys to be more serious i think people get into it i think people are ready for it i i, I think you know i mean i'm you're, you're kind of hoping that heath slater would get some sort of rehab out of this character but it appears he's just gonna be a goof as opposed to kind of snapping and becoming angry out of it i think wwe often airs too much on the on the side of entertainment and family entertainment and and uh vaudeville sideshow variety show type of gimmicks as opposed to you know what vince would refer to as southern wrestling and southern wrestling it seems i mean all all your angles that have serious serious heat are the ones people get most interested in people could care less about the comedy stuff the comedy is supposed to be a break it's not supposed to be the norm our fake janice carter account in the the disgust forum says lighten up brizongo's comedy to more of a rick martell style i think that would be good yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with them being showy and being arrogant more than just kind of, you know, shaving each other's chest and, and tanning each other and things like that. I mean, I'm, I'm more for that heightened. Yeah, that heightened arrogance. Sure. Go with that, please. Also, I'm convinced that JBL has it out for Mojo Raleigh because he said, ha ha, he's having fun. I love this guy, which automatically buries any friggin' baby face. It's done. Dead in the water. Poor guy. Didn't stand a chance. Even Marie versus Naomi. Now we have a commenter saying, Naomi's transformation is funny to look back on. From a failed cheerleader to hood rat to now a raver chick can't take her seriously. I take her more seriously now than I ever have. She's had a little more time away. She's got a different kind of entrance. She's got a different kind of look. With, with her entrance at least. As I said, I love her DC Comics crazy quilt gimmick. Um, I, you know, my first thought was that they're glomming a little bit of the uh, of the Bailey charm onto Naomi, with you know the the bright fluorescent yeah. gimmicks that she gives to little girls and things like that. I thought that was a little uh, a little interesting, but that's what they do. They look for marketing angles on things. She needed a change. Uh, that theme is god awful. Uh, <laughs> she she needs to maybe not hit people in the face with her ass as a finish too. That 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 might help. But uh, of course, Eva Marie yeah. stuck in traffic. Yeah, Eva Marie stuck in traffic. The voiceover guy was incredible. Having having ran through having, her whole having driven in Austin, Texas, I can feel for her. <laughs> and <laughs> the the voiceover guy got over with it and said, Eva Marie. Will not be wrestling, be wrestling tonight. 
Because she is stuck in traffic. Uh, somebody, two people who were not stuck in traffic, Jeff. Hmm. And a story up on the main page, Michelle McCool and The Undertaker. They were there tonight. Oh. Yeah. Any just visiting. Just visiting. Just visiting. Just visiting, but they were there tonight. Story up on the main page, y'all. Check that out. Exclusive info. AJ Styles confronts Alberto Del Rio backstage and uh, trashes Del Rio for beating John Cena, putting him out for months, and then not following up and doing anything. I like this. Uh, But, man, Del Rio, poor Del Rio. He's had a beating. And rumor has it Triple H is pissed at him. Oh, tell me more. There's there's a rumor going around, and I haven't been able to confirm it or anything. It is up on our rumors are flying thing. People, I have people that ask me where I got the rumors are flying thing. That's what I do when I group all the rumors together in a post. Mm-hmm. Rumor roundup was taken. The rumor mill was taken. So I just go with rumors are fr- flying because that's what uh, Nancy Grace said about 97 times during her Chris Benoit coverage. And I was like, how how fitting. Rumors are flying. <laughs> Did, Did you, you ever see where Kevin Nash just dominated? Dominated, I think it was, on Hannity and Combs. That would not shock me. Oh, my God. They thought they got some big oaf, big steroid-using oaf. And they got a big former, or big steroid user, all right. But they got one who was college-educated, who knew what he was talking about, and they expected him to say, yeah, pro wrestling's a sport. And I- he didn't say that. I just assume I just assume he took Alan Combs to the woodshed because Alan Combs just has no game in a debate. Alan format. Combs was Alan Combs was remarkably subdued. It was they had there was this woman that was sitting in for for Sean Hannity and boy he let her have it. You huh. all have to see that. I might post it on the on the site uh, later tonight, but definitely worth watching. Anyway, where where was I? I was talking about something interesting, I think. Oh, the uh, Triple H is mad at uh, Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, the rumor rumor says that that Del Rio is a bad influence on Page. If anything, I would probably say it's the other way around. Mm. I mean, Page has never come off as like that tame, calm girl. She's like publicly flirted with Scott Hall on social media, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I mean, Alberto Del Rio has a lot of confusion going on with him anyways. In the ring, he's still trying to get cheers for 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 the yes chant that they tried to co-op from Daniel Bryan. It, it, it's it's this character never works. They need to do something with it. They need to give him more of an edge cuz he he's just it's odd. He took the money, he came back and then they did nothing with him other than that win over Cena that they keep showing. Randy Orton versus Heath Slater. <laughs> God, I love Heath Slater. Uh, Randy beats the living shit out of Heath Slater and gets DQ'd, then mm-hmm. hits a bunch of German suplexes. But that that wasn't the story. That wasn't the, the real story of this. Heath Slater won by, via disqualification, and Randy you know, mocked Brock Lesnar after the match. Mm-hmm. Come backstage, and Heath Slater's back there being examined. And we got some concussion humor. Some people were a little pissy about this, but whatever. I don't care. I mean, I was, I was a little, but yeah. I, you know what else? Heath Slater is the one guy, and a friend of mine pointed this out. He's the one guy who sells that Garvin stomp correctly, in my opinion. Yeah. As opposed to just laying there and getting kicked the entire time. Every time he gets kicked, he's in pain. 
That was great. He, I thought he sells a lot of things correctly. He's one yeah. of the best sellers on the roster. I mean, let's let's be honest. He's had to do a lot of it in his career. Mm. Yeah, and I thought it was an interesting out for the way to to get Heath Slater a win. Yeah, so he gets a win. Daniel Bryan, <laughs> Shane McMahon, come back and offer him a contract. He is out of it, and he mistakes Daniel for Mick Foley and Shane for Stephanie and goes as far <laughs> as to say that Shane was beautiful tonight and calls him Stephanie, which causes Shane to rescind his contract offer yet again. This is so great. Where Where is Evolve this weekend? Is it in New York, or where, yes. where the hell is it? Yeah. Oh, God. I, I hope he shows up there. I hope he shows up at NXT. I think it's. I hope he's all. I hope he's everywhere. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I. I wonder though, is Shane gonna be a man of his word? Because he said you need to get a win. He got a win. How dare he rescind this contract? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would love for him to be the guy. Like I had said before, like I can't remember what wrestler I said I hoped would get wins, like via slipping on a banana peel or count out or just weird ways every week. I hope it's either him or Eva Marie when she finally wrestles. I think that's going to, I think the latter is going to happen at SummerSlam. We'll get oh, yeah. into, we'll get into that. I, you know what? But yeah, we'll talk about her momentarily. Dean Ambrose versus Eric Rowan. Not a real story to this match. Besides it's the same Dean Ambrose match you've ever seen in your entire life. He wins via Dirty Deeds after the match. Bray walks out on Eric Rowan. Do you think this is leading to a split, or are they going a different route with this, maybe trying to, I don't know, reinvigorate Rowan of sorts? I I think it's going to be a split because they see Bray as a star, but I don't know where that leaves Luke Harper then because I think they're better as a unit, or at least I think Bray – Bray works better when he has a heavy who can interfere on his behalf at, from time to time. I, I think he just – I don't think he works well as a standalone character necessarily. Alex Palowski said in our our boards that Heath should show up at SummerSlam and demand one last chance and his opponent should be Braun Strowman. Oh, jeez. Or even Nia Jax. I'd take that. Uh, um, they don't like the intergender stuff there. I know they don't. <laughs> Becky Lynch and Natalia, or Becky Lynch and Carmella versus Natalia and Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Eva Marie showed up during this match and uh, was ran off by Naomi, who, in the midst of all this, Natalia ends up getting uh, locked in the disarmor and has to tap. There's a six woman tag at SummerSlam Natalia, Alexa Bliss, Eva Marie, Becky Lynch, Carmella, Naomi. I'm willing to bet that Eva Marie doesn't get into the match. I am willing to bet that she is running late to SummerSlam and that she shows up about two-thirds, three-quarters of the way into the match, does her entrance, and and slips on a banana peel and somehow gets the fall. I, she has to win, doesn't she? She has to win that yeah. first match she's in. Um, also, Alexa Bliss was Pretty darn good in this match, I thought. I mean, she's great. I she, love Alexa Bliss. She has improved so much from her early pixie fairy dust days in NXT, and it's been incremental to the point where I don't think we've noticed it necessarily, unless you're not paying attention for a long time. But she was she plays this heel role really good, and I thought she did a great job in this tag match. You know, Carmella's an afterthought. I think she may take the pin at SummerSlam, but I think the heel team has to win. I think Eva Marie has to 
get the pin, and I think it has to be one of those, oh, come on, really, type of pins. I'm interested to see how the women's situation plays out. Like, if Charlotte doesn't win at SummerSlam over Sasha Banks, I don't know what else there is for her on Raw. Maybe maybe a little thing with Dana Brooke, but I don't know. I was sitting there thinking, what if she got traded straight up for Eva Marie? Mm, you're leaving. You're leaving a lot of heavy lifting then for Sasha Banks. Oh, you you sure are. You sure are. Um, I say this because I think if Nikki Bella comes back, she's coming back on the SmackDown brand, and. Charlotte versus Nikki Bella is an automatic program you can do. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you know, Charlotte's going to be like, what the hell? Eva Marie and, you know, Stephanie McMahon. Well, Eva Marie got 5 million YouTube hits for blah, 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 blah. She did, though. 5 million YouTube hits for that wardrobe malfunction. But um, I don't know. I think that would actually leave SmackDown too top-heavy and Raw really thin. But I don't know what in the hell Charlotte is going to do on Raw – after Sasha Banks, if anything, I don't know who else is a babyface on Raw. They could turn her. They 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 could put her with oh. Nia Jax. Ugh. I think Nia Jax is going to be next in line for, for the title. Sasha. Okay. Yeah. Well, then who else is there in the women's side? Because I'm I'm sure that Sasha and Nia Jax can do something pretty good. You have Nia. You'd always bring up Bailey. Yeah, sure. You could bring up Bailey. I'd be okay with that, but. Man, how bad does that make SmackDown look or with the new talent? Because I would – I mean, you you got to think that uh, – I don't know. That SmackDown side is so thin. And Nikki Bella – Oh, yeah. She's not going to be full-time. She's just yeah. TV. It's lacking in star power on that SmackDown side. I could see why you'd want to put Charlotte over there. I wouldn't trade her for Eva Marie, though. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd trade her for – maybe Becky Lynch. Well, let's be honest. Eva Marie is about as valuable as, as most WWE divas right now or WWE women right now. Her stuff on TV is fantastic. Yeah. They're not having her talk. They're not having her wrestle. They found the one perfect thing that she can do that doesn't involve her talking or wrestling. Look hot and come in late. That's, that's all she has to do. Also, you know, Paige, I think, could be another big heel on Raw. They've flipped or flopped her so many times. If that You do a Paige versus Sasha program, I think that'd be really good too. And then you got Paige, Nia Jax, back-to-back for Sasha, leading into a WrestleMania program. They got to do something later. with Paige. I mean, if, if they do bring her back, if she's not injured. You have one unheard message. <laughs> Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I mean, she... She's been living off potential in that Emma NXT match since she got brought up because the AJ yeah. feud did nothing for her. And then everybody's, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit tired of Paige apologists, to be honest with you. I'm tired of hearing, oh I'm t- tired of hearing how great she was on the indies. That's great. I'm tired of hearing all the, the apologists for the female wrestlers because. Well, some of them. No, are well it deserved. happens a lot. It happens a lot. Let's be real. Whenever this stuff happens, whenever somebody screws up or doesn't live up to hype or anything like that, there are always these people that come out of the woodwork. Oh, well, this person, this person, this person. I don't give a damn. They're on the standard of the WWE. So deliver, no matter who okay. you are. No matter who you are. Plus, I mean, I see so many people. You got to watch out for this woman on the indies, this woman on the indies, this woman on the indies. And then I go and I watch their matches, and they're bad. They're bad. Now, not everybody is going to be like like an Ivelisse, for Christ's sakes, but – Jesus, man. Well, the, some... the other thing is people will tell you go watch these matches thinking that WWE is interested in great female wrestlers, and they're not. They're interested yeah. in very attractive women who can physically handle wrestling. They don't care if they're a good wrestler. The they care more if they're model hot, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think that – I mean, Paige is how old? Like, what, 23, 24? Yeah. It's too early to so, I mean, throw, the, throw her away, but, you know. Yeah, I had people saying that, that there were those backstage that were, like, questioning whether she'd be around. I asked the people that I know backstage. They said that's not even been a conversation, that, you know, she's a – a lot of people chalk it up to her being a young girl. So, I mean, I hope she can write the ship because she is a valuable tool. Whether – regardless of if she has delivered in the ring or not, she's still – she can still be valuable. Well, yeah, but – and also, how do you expect a lot of these women to work on their craft – so to speak, if you have them running around doing media appearances, doing reality shows, doing all these things. And yeah, I know that that's what the training center is for, but once you're out of the training center, you still have to improve. You still have to top your game. And and instead they're just using them as branding mechanisms as opposed to allowing them to get better. So somebody says still waiting on Candice LeRae. Yeah. I mean, me too. I wouldn't. I would breath. I would, I will obviously, but I would love to see that. I remember all the way back to stuff with Human Tornado. Oh yeah, oh god, Human yes. Tornado. The guy, the guy that got me into pro wrestling, Gorilla was Human oh, okay. Tornado. Yeah, well, I was at, the, I was at that that Burbank show where, where <laughs> some of that Man. stuff happened. Yeah, that's a that's a guy, Human Tornado. I thought he was going to be huge. I did I too. He was the best thing about Wrestling Society X. Yes. I thought he was the best thing about them. A wrestling pimp that had balls of steel, and anytime he got hit in the balls, he would pimp slap people. And he had these great things where he would dance in the middle of his matches to to uh, the Beverly Hills Cop theme, mm-hmm. and he would 
incorporated incorporated in chain wrestling. Then he disappeared. There were like some crazy rumors, and I'm sure you've heard the rumors that were going around, which we, you know, irresponsible to talk about. But he's wrestling now, so it's kind of hard is to it, believe those rumors. Is he but. taking bookings now? Because I, I saw oh, him. Yeah, I saw him as a spectator. I saw him as a spectator at PWG. I don't. I didn't know that uh, his medical yeah, issues had gotten cleared up. He's actively wrestling, and I'm pretty sure he's trying to get back into PWG. Mm, that may be a, that may be a, a tall hill to climb. Oh yeah. Now, see, you're you're more plugged into things like that than me because I don't live on the West Coast, anything right. of that nature. But damn, I loved Human Tornado, <laughs> and I love him even more because he's the reason that I found PWG. And I have like 99 ways to get killed by a pimento or whatever the hell it is. I thought that was the coolest name of an event ever. So I was like, I'm going to order this and watch this. <laughs> and I would saw, see him do Canadian destroyers off of stages through a table, man. Yeah. I thought he was going to be huge. Del Rio versus Cena. Cena wins via attitude adjustment after, you know, your, your, your Alberto Del Rio versus John Cena match, a good match. Of course. AJ Styles hits the phenomenal phenomenal forearm after the match and says he's sick of hearing uh, the future goes through John Cena and this Sunday he will beat him and be the new face that runs the place. Mm-hmm. Cena uh, uh, Styles goes for the Styles Clash. Cena counters with an AA, then hits an AA on the stairs, then through the announce table. What'd you make of this? I think it's hopeful for my thought that AJ Styles has to win at SummerSlam. Because WWE math is whoever's on top, the opposite happens at the pay-per-view. Um, you know, I li- this is the best feud for the SmackDown side. Um, possibly the second best built feud after Charlotte and Sasha, since that actually had real heat afterwards. So did this, kind of. Um, and I think AJ needs a win, be it hook or by crook. He could be with the club. It would be much better clean. But I think since John Cena's not going to be on the road full-time, I think since they've established that they'd rather have a star-based feud over the title feud, and you have Randy Orton there, you have Bray Wyatt if you wanted to, and you could even put AJ up for the belt next if you wanted to. But I think this is the time to solidify AJ Styles as a bankable star, not just in the ring, not just as a worker, but as a personality. And I think a big win at SummerSlam would do that for him. He, AJ Styles seems so much more comfortable as a heel. He is so like, much just, better. He is night and day better. It's, it's almost as if, all right, we're going to give you this trial run as a face. We're not going to let you talk. And then it's like, well, would you like to try being a heel? And he does it, and he just runs with it. And he's so good in it, this role. He goes from, in my opinion, as, as far as a character, from like a C-plus B minus as a baby face to an A as a heel. He was, a, he was Apollo Cruz as a face. That's exactly yeah. who he was. And this thing absolutely and this thing gave him life, and being with the club gave him life. And now on his own, a win over John Cena really gets the ball rolling on a nice feud if they decide to put him with Orton next. I think that'd be a phenomenal uh no pun intended feud. Now, we, we have to address the biggest wrestling news of the week, or the biggest wrestling question of the week, Jeff. Oh. Is Flo Rida ducking Bo Rida? <laughs> He's ducking Bo Rida. He's ducking the one-man rock band. <laughs> and why in the shit 
Does WWE love him so much? Flo Rida and Florida Georgia Line and all these Florida-inspired musical acts. Probably love Pitbull, too. That, that would be their style. Gives them the cred with the, with the kids in the urban community. Shit. <laughs> Any of my friends that live in the urban community that caught me listening to Flo Rida would ridicule me mercilessly. Yes. Plus, I, I assume he lets them use the music for free. <laughs> did you see the CM Punk documentary? Uh, I did. What did you think of it? Um, <laughs> I think. Yeah, go ahead. It was funny. I saw somebody tweeting the other day, and they were ridiculing everything about it. And I'm like, okay, I've personally seen dozens, if not hundreds, of people come in on their first day. Yeah. It was no better or worse than anything it, I had it's seen. A, in, it's, in the first few months. it's establishing a template. It's only establishing this guy coming from another walk of life, trying to do something that you know maybe he didn't have the opportunity to do, or that he you know that he's a little bit past his prime to do, and that he's not used to. I thought you know what it was fine. It was a you know CM Punk's never going to be the most open and gregarious fella in the world. So a documentary about him always would be difficult. And especially I, you know what? I was very interested in the fact that uh, AJ is not in MMA. That was interesting. Yeah. I saw somebody that was like, I to the fact that Anthony Pettis was coaching CM Punk on his cage wrestling. And like, like Anthony Pettis, former UFC champion. Yeah. Couldn't offer CM Punk something. I'm like, Dude, what the hell? Like, yeah, sure. In the, in the UFC scope of things, if Anthony Pettis is up there against Gilbert Melendez, Anthony Pettis ain't the guy you want on the cage. But as it pertains to CM Punk, who knew absolutely nothing? Yeah, like, yeah. basics. Yeah, no, what CM Punk did was the right thing. He found himself a very good fight camp, humbled himself to go there as opposed to, like, renting coaches to come to him. And to do it on his time, because he could have done it with the money that he had. I, I, I view it as, you know what, if Pat Militich were still running a camp, CM Punk would have probably gone there. Yeah. Also, um, what was the other thing that I wanted to note? Ah, hell, I can't remember. Either way, I liked the show. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. thought it was a good show. Uh, he is no better or worse than anybody I've ever seen at – Two months in, they you know people were like, "Well, he got his ass kicked in his first smoker." Yeah, he had a smoker two months in, which also does not happen a lot. At least where I'm from, does not happen a lot. Also, the guy that he faced was four and zero at the time that, in MMA, yeah. professional MMA. Is he training the right way? Yes. Is, is he going to get have these moments in his training? Yes. Does he deserve a UFC contract? No. But I agree that there are other guys who have made their UFC debuts. Hey, there was a guy, now granted this was about 20 years ago, by the name of Ludwig Borga, <laughs> who made his, I believe his pro MMA debut in the UFC. Home. yes. Yeah, got his ass <laughs> kicked. But, you know, I, I always encourage people, I, I really, really encourage you, take a wrestling class, take an MMA class, take a jiu-jitsu class, anything of that nature, just, just to see if you like it. Because for me, it was life-changing. You don't realize, like, I went back after several years away recently. I didn't realize how much more I knew than people who hadn't trained, and I didn't realize how much less I knew than people who did train all the time. Mm -hmm. And CM Punk is going to experience the highs and lows of that. He's going to 
I'm sure there are going to be a couple of things that he's picked up rolling around in a pro wrestling ring that translate over. I mean, that, that shit does happen. It does happen. I'm really excited to see the journey of this guy and, and where, where things go. So I thought the show was really fun. Now what we need is a documentary on Rob and the physics of eating a hat. Oh, I've, how often do you think he Googles like edible hats? Like, Oh, not at all. Not at all. I think, I think he is dead set on thinking this fight's never happening. I bet every day he's checking the, the official UFC event page. Mm -hmm. He's checking fightful.com to see if we have any updates. And boy, do we ever have updates about two or three dozen a day, guys, Saturdays, Sundays, those aren't slow news days for us. Fightful.com has it all. Mm. And he's on there checking. Oh, I hope CM Punk is pulled out of his fight. By the way, I have an interview that's going to drop exclusive stuff with one of CM Punk's training partners. We'll probably Ooh. put that out a little bit closer to his fight. You have another one with uh, Muhammad Hassan coming up too, don't you? Oh, I do. I have a follow-up with Muhammad Hassan. I might repost my, my long form I did with him on Fightful. But I have a follow-up column. Like, he doesn't talk to a lot of people in wrestling, but he seems to like me for some reason, so that's pretty cool. Is he still, so, in, Los, is he still in Los Angeles or no longer? No, he's, a, he's in New York. Okay. Yeah. He's a vice principal, very happy, and... I just know he was, yeah, trying, to, he was trying to get into the acting gig for a while there, and then... Uh, yeah, he was. Actually, I talked to him about that, too, so uh, that will be in the story. Speaking of stories which you can read at Fightful.com, you guys, especially if you sign up, absolutely free. John Jones, the other night, dropped a little, sort of a bombshell. It's a bombshell to me. Says that he got some good news, he and his camp, and that he expects to be back in the cage, hopefully, very soon. Dana White did an interview with Jim Rome today where he said, and quote, I don't even know if this is public. I don't know if I can talk about it. Normally, I talk about anything, but when it comes to medical stuff, you can't do it. It looks like John Jones did not take the supplement everyone thought he took. It's in other things. If that's true, and that's what USADA and the Nevada State Athletic Commission say happened, it could look good for John Jones. And then he says, later on, he didn't like completely absolve Jones of any blame. He said he didn't get a bum rap. But with the substance that he was on, it was a pill you take when you were coming off steroids. But this thing apparently is in other things. John took something else. Where he doesn't come off clean is you have to tell USADA everything you put in your body leading up to a fight. He did not. Now, this is interesting for many reasons. One of those reasons being clomiphene, the substance in which he popped for, is also the substance in which Brock Lesnar popped for. Uh, this could be the difference in a six-month suspension and a two-year suspension. This could be a lot of things. This could be John Jones saying, uh, hey, USADA, I'm ready to sue your asses for about $10 million. It could, I, don't, I don't know if, if they sign something to prohibit that from happening. There, there are a lot of question marks that surround this, Jeff. What were your feelings when you heard the Jones news and the, the Dana White quote? It feels like they got together and found a loophole. That's what it feels like. I mean, it, it smells like the tainted meat defense is what it sounds like. If it's in other things, so to speak. But didn't he fail for two substances? There were two estrogen-type yeah, substances? 
metabolites, yes, of, yeah. of another one. How do, you, how do you do that? What kind of cocktail do you get to fail two different things and not it's tell hard, anybody? It's, that's it's, the thing. It's that's hard the to thing. tell. And, and also, they, if they, he didn't do anything wrong, so to speak, his behavior at that press conference where he's crying and I'm so sorry. Why is he acting like that if he did nothing wrong? Well, you know, it's funny. Chael Sonnen said that when he was guilty, he ran and hid. And he was just like, can't wait for this to be over. So he said that the the reaction which John Jones had was unlike anything that he had seen because he wasn't he was expecting John Jones to run and hide. And traditionally – when John Jones has been in trouble, that's exactly what he's done. He yes, run well, well, he does. Literally. He, he runs and hides, and then when he's called on the carpet, he throws himself on the mercy of his charm and his personableness. <laughs> and that's what he's doing here, which makes me – it makes me suspicious. I'm sorry if you're if – you're, it, it, it takes a oh, lot. I'm suspicious get, of everybody. I'm it, suspicious of absolutely everybody. It takes a lot. It takes effort to get busted for stuff like this. Because if you're clean, you're clean. Okay, there, there's no way around it. You're clean. If you, if you get busted for something, well, I took a tainted supplement, I was taking this medication, da, 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 da. there are rules and regulations for all this stuff. You are responsible for what you put into yourself, be it tainted supplement, tainted meat, or not. Okay? You're, you're a professional athlete. You're paid big bucks for this. Control your input. Well, in the case of tainted meat, and they did have a, a, a fighter. Well, that, that's another tainted. country, though. That's not America. Yes. So, I mean. <laughs> you never know. You never oh, know. I, th- I, think John, I think John Jones can, can, can afford a butcher. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. Well, John Jones can afford a driver, too, and it took him a long time yeah. to get one of those. Yeah. But the thing is, say John Jones – is innocent. Oh, holy shit, they got to reevaluate the USADA thing after Tim Means and Yoel Romero and possibly John Jones. Not only that, this had ramifications on what was supposed to be the biggest show they were ever going to have. John Jones missed out on a lot of money, Jeff. John Jones is going to be incorrigible if, if he gets let off of this because he's a man who doesn't learn from his mistakes. <laughs> I mean... And I, I think he's a phenomenal physical talent as a fighter. I don't hold much hope for him. I, I thought a two-year ban might scare him straight a bit, might have him reevaluate priorities and things like that. If he gets off, man, she, <laughs> I mean, great. Cormier will get his fight and he'll lose again. And then we'll have to, yes. yeah, and then we'll just have to deal with Jones being Brendan Jones. Brendan Schaub, who used to train with, John Jones and is not a bullshitter. I'll say that Brendan Schaub, not a bullshitter. No, said quite honestly, uh, John Jones could get up from a year in jail, roll off of a prison mattress, and beat anybody in the UFC light heavyweight division. Oh, I don't doubt that. Yeah, Conor McGregor wants one hundred million dollars for the Floyd Mayweather fight, and you know what? I don't blame him. He better he better he better, better make that pledge now because he's gonna get the crap beat out of him on Saturday. You think so? I'm interested. I can't wait. I UFC two two. I find Conor Ooh. McGregor vastly overrated as a fighter. I think I think he's gotten some lucky breaks with some guys with some short camps. 
And I think Nate Diaz is just a better athlete overall. I think Nate Diaz is going to take him down and, and, and tap him out again. That was not an easy first five minutes for Nate Diaz. It wasn't domination like the UFC and Conor McGregor are spinning it, but he was he was laying down a beating. Yeah, and, was, and that's the thing about the Diaz brothers is they always want to show their toughness in there. <laughs> also, uh, Tim Kennedy returning against Rashad Evans. Excited for that. We're going to talk about all this stuff at length tomorrow with Showdown Joe Ferraro. If you guys have not, even if you all don't watch MMA, I encourage you to tune in to, uh, to hear me and Showdown Joe talk because that might get you into it. We've had a few people saying such, and this UFC 202 show is a big one. Hmm. Another thing, UFC's Leslie Smith has a tumor and said that she couldn't afford treatment. She appeared with several fighters about starting a union. UFC got wind of this about the tumor and is taking care of it. Uh, very good move on the UFC's part, Jeff. You think that was done out of the goodness of their heart or to be like, uh, hey, maybe you shut the fuck up about this union thing. Little from column A, little from column B. <laughs> I agree. Um, also on there, Cajun Johnson. Did you see where he like trashed CM Punk on that Q&A? No. Tell me more. Oh, it's... So CM Punk did this Q&A. You know those Q&As UFC does where they don't screen people for alcohol consumption Mm -hmm. and crazy stuff always happens. Well, Cajun Johnson, who I I don't even know if he's still under contract. He's fought in the UFC fairly last year and won, but I don't know if he's still in the UFC or not. I'm going to try to look. I think he is, but he got on the mic and said, I don't like that you get this chance in the UFC. Meanwhile, I got hurt in the UFC and it was, it was sounded, he approached it very badly. Mm. He came off as a crybaby instead of a guy saying, listen, I want a shot. Like, you know, he fights at lightweight too. So this is a guy who could easily fight at 170 and fight CM Punk in the future. If he would like say, Hey, I'm in the UFC. I don't like the chance that you're getting. You're getting paid a lot more than me. Meanwhile, I'm sidelined. I'll have to send you the link. It was from a couple months ago. Boy, he came off bad. And it's weird because his plight was an admirable one. He wanted equal rights among MMA fighters. Yeah, that's not going to happen. It's a, it's still a star-driven business, and CM Punk is more of a name than him. I understand it. I'm, I'd be mad if I were him too, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'd be bitter. I'd be angry. I'd be gritting my teeth. But at the end of the day, life's not fair. Sorry, you, you, it, it, it. I mean, it, it. It's a meritocracy once you get wins, but he ain't winning. In other news, uh, Nate Diaz is the most responsible member of his entire camp, Just, which is no shock. Gilbert Melendez failed a drug test. Yeah. Um, Leslie Smith running around with her ears busted off and tumors. Poor, poor woman. Uh, Nick is asking for six six hours of sleep before he takes a drug yeah, test. I'm about, I'm about to get to that. Jake Shields <laughs> failed a drug test a while back. Uh, you know, they, they beat the shit out of people in the cage like Mayhem Miller. Meanwhile, Nick Diaz is supposed to be tested by USADA. He just got reinstated a couple weeks ago off an 18-month ban over marijuana. And he's telling USADA agents, oh, hey, can you come back in six to eight hours or five to six hours? What I think is he thought maybe he was about to fail another drug test, but then maybe somebody said, uh, hey, buddy, 
they can't test you for marijuana right now. That's a possibility. I mean, it is Nick. And yeah, Nick also has what we like to call fuck you money. So he doesn't need yeah. to fight again if he never has to. I assume he was smoking and they came to test him. He didn't want to test at that time. Oh, he could, he could light up a joint right in front of them. There's nothing they could do. It's yeah. out of competition. We have a special feature coming up tomorrow, Jeff. Do you want to know what it is? Yes. On Fightful.com. So go there and register. Absolutely free, guys. Justin Golightly, and he's providing original artwork, which I am way too excited about, is providing a special article about touch butt in the park with some dork. Are you familiar with such? I am not. I'm sorry. Do you remember when uh, Conor McGregor had... Oh, yeah. Okay. He has his movement coach, Ido Portal. <laughs> he does all these things, these, these tricks and stuff in parks of the week of fight camp. Yeah. And Nate Diaz says, I'm training with real fighters. fighters. Not- You're out there playing touch butt with some <laughs> dork in the park. <laughs> well... Oh, dear Lord. Featured tomorrow on Fightful.com will be Justin Golightly's take on touch butt in the park with some dork. I'm going to tell you something. The day that the Diaz's retire will be a sad day in professional fighting. Sad day. I hope those guys reproduce. Because I hope when I'm 70 and covering MMA that I have the the great or the grandkids of Nick and Nate Diaz, whether they be female or male. Their children, are, their children are going to come out smelling like weed and having scar tissue on their forehead. <laughs> Man, I can't wait. Uh, also, guys, if you all didn't check out Brandon Howard's uh, analysis of the G1 Climax attendance, that's under our wrestling exclusive section. Click that tab. We have news, exclusive results, events. We have a bunch of videos that go up all the time, too. Boxing, MMA, and wrestling. Carlos Toro has been doing some awesome coverage of the boxing Olympic results. Uh, he's got a story up on the fighter that's accusing – the, the Olympics of rigging a fight. It's coming up tomorrow. Oh, there was the uh, there was the Kazakhstan Russia heavyweight boxing thing. That was just garbage. Do you see that? I didn't get to see it. I didn't get to see oh, it. What that, happened? Oh, they gave it to the Russia, even though the guy from Kazakhstan beat the crap out of him. I mean, it was it was a, it, it's the worst decision I've seen since the Roy Jones robbery. Well, I mean, those guys they, from Kazakhstan get their potassium. Yeah. Let's go. I've got to check this out. I'm, I'm excited. Also up on the page, Alex Palowski's uncooked raw reaction. This guy is entertaining. Mm-hmm. We want to bring you all some different stuff, some more entertaining stuff. Like I've said, you can get regular recaps anywhere, but you can only get Vince Russo's writing at Fightful.com, Showdown Joe's writing at Fightful, Fightful.com, my writing, Brandon Howard's writing at Fightful.com. You're only going to get Alex Palowski's at Fightful.com. He's going to be a guy – that we're probably going to have to outbid some people on with uh, coverage. But lots of crazy stuff coming up this week, Jeff. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a big week. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to like both Evolve shows, NXT. I mean, it, it, there's just going to be a lot of good stuff this weekend, I think. You, you I think know what I'm Summer, looking forward even, to? Even SummerSlam is going to be a good card. I'm so. looking forward to Shake Them Ropes this week. Why don't you tell us about it? Well, you can follow the show at – Shake them ropes, all one word. It'll be myself and Rob McCarron. If Rob can find some time, he's having a bit of a time crunch this week, so we'll see. Uh, We plan on going over NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam cards, giving our predictions, what we'll think will happen here. 
And also our uh, top 100 match to see before you die on the WWE Network this week from 2004, Randy Orton versus Mick Foley in a no-holds-barred match. That was very good. I believe it was Backlash 2004, if I'm remembering correctly. I was yeah. mixing that up in No Mercy. Um, also, should you want to give me any feedback, comments, criticisms, you tell me I suck, whatever you want to do, go to the Fightful.com online forums. I created a thread called General Smackdown After Show <laughs> Feedback, and you trolled me on the Suicide Squad, which was... Uh, uh, Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I'm excited for Shake Them Ropes. Uh, as always, guys, of course, register for the site. Visit DraftBeast.com. It's my favorite fantasy sports site. <laughs> they have these goon games where you pick the most penalized players and win. Also, nice. they, they have games where you try to pick the worst team possible to win. I, we're talking about getting some MMA up there. Ooh, I hope so. Ooh, I hope so. Uh but yeah, share all of our stories, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, all that stuff really helps. We uh, have a pretty lofty goal for the website, and we haven't started marketing yet. There are still some changes that are going to be pushed live soon, including our uh, revamped forums. I am back tomorrow night with Showdown Joe. I'll let you know ahead of time on Twitter when that podcast will drop. Also, Thursday afternoon with Vince Russo. You have to register for the site absolutely free to get early access to that. Otherwise, you'll be waiting a few days to get the Vince Russo podcast. Also, Saturday night after UFC 202, I'm with Showdown Joe. Then Alex Pawlowski is going to hop on, talk NXT TakeOver. Back after Smack, or after SummerSlam Sunday. Then it goes right back again, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It never ends. Hardest working man Jeff, I podcasting. It's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Jeff, I want to thank you so much. And of course, I want to thank our audience. Until tomorrow. Good Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.